Welcome back to Let's Talk Comics. I'm Stephen Xavier. I'm Josh Henshaw. And this week we're talking about Martian Manhunter, issue three, I believe. Wow, dude. First off, give him the title screen, okay? We are Omega Level. Omega Level! Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. God, dude. Omega Level. Is this level. his Omega first level. time? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I am so confused here. Jeez, it feels like I'm working with two Nicks here. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, like, wow indeed. All, I'm like the fourth of a size of like one Nick, so. That's true. That's true. I mean, he takes up the whole room. You guys can't tell. We have to use so much special effects to get Nick in this booth. It's crazy. Uh, but anyways, Martian Manhunter. I think we're actually the first per- <laughs> people to use green screen to downsize somebody. Yeah, speaking of green. I don't think that's how it works. Green flesh. Woo! Not to be racist. Yeah, screw you, gold flesh. I don't know what that means. But I'm, I'm with Martian, okay? I'm with John Jones. John Jones? <laughs> John Jones. Jo- John Jones. <laughs> Third issue, Martian Manhunter going strong, picking up pretty well after the first two. Art's still great. Mm-hmm. That hasn't really uh, fell at all so far. Like not, I mean, it's only three issues in, but there's still no noticeable difference in that. The paint, uh, the coloring is real good as well. But right from the jump, you got to see a unfamiliar face, a, a little girl, I believe, what, teenager probably, maybe? Yeah, they're the one that they've been investigating since the first issue. Like since she disappeared. Th- yep, yep. Now we get to finally see where she is. But we still don't know where she is. She's but got a device on her head. Yeah, a little fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little more... <laughs> Advanced than that, but yeah, it has gas in it. It's is it gas? Oh, I mean, we see that at the end. Okay, yeah, it's true. Very fun thing. Spoilers. God, what is this? Her flesh is crawling. She's freaking out this whole time. She's giving us, I mean, a got kind of giving us a clue of what's going on around her, but without any also, sort of context. Like, got someone talking to her. Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking. You hear my slams? I am mighty Thor. Sorry, that's Marvel. I'm really impressed with this uh, storytelling. The narrative seems really engaging you know it's kind of seeing the both worlds you see a lot of martian manhunter on his home planet talking about how he came here in this issue and why he took over john jones like the detective we don't see much of his home world in this issue because uh he just gets ripped from his family and like onto earth i don't remember like the martian name for it. it's like thimadara or something like that but um not gonna try to pronounce these with names. within two minutes martian manhunter kills his first human Yep, accidentally. Yeah, yeah, definitely accidental. Uh, I mean, he's taken stripped from his family within seconds, and he's just in this tube in front of an old man that is just blown away because first off, he saw an alien and summoned an alien. Great idea. Yep, smart. I mean, sure, why not? You have no idea what you're dragging. I mean, I guess he had coordinates to able <laughs> to pinpoint this area. He knew life was there somehow. I'm aiming for Mars. There I'm, might be something. <laughs> there might be something. And then Martian, obviously, he was upset, so he slammed against the glass, and he caused this old man to have a heart attack. So yeah. that was technically his first human kill. Strong brain, weak heart. Yeah, 100%. His name was Ertle. <laughs> Stephen Ertle, what's good with you? Stephen Ertle. What's, what's good with you? This one we saw when he became John Jones and why he decided to do that. It's like when someone dies on his home planet, everyone pays respects by looking like that Martian. Yeah, for one cycle. For one cycle, which I believe was seven days. Well, he said, I can't uh, remember the he days. said on Earth dates, it's roughly like 10 Earth days. 10 Earth days, okay. That's pretty cool. They pay respects by looking like them so their loved ones can have one last little, like, you know, moment with them before the passing of life. It's pretty touching and actually, like, pretty beautiful when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And the only problem with that is that John Jones felt safe. Yeah, he liked being human. seen too much. Yep, he liked being seen. He, he ended just, up going in, and and when he got Detective uh, John Jones, 
he was in a mess. He was just coming up on a serial killer. A crazy person. A crazy person that can see people's names, I believe, or yeah, faces. He, he dreamt the names of his victims, so then he'd just go out and kill them. Yeah, and as soon as he sees John Jones, he's like, you weren't in my dream. Yeah, he's like, wait, you're different. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Turns into an awesome monster. Kind of had like a shark head. I don't know if you got that. You know, he had like tendrils coming out of his mouth. That was intense. He freaked out everyone that was like in those cages so bad that they just... I guess we're in too much of shock to remember anything except for like one guy that was like talking on the media. It's cool because he's trying to show what the to the killer what it looks like to the victims, you know, like the fear that they have, but it didn't work. He kind of went too far and scared <laughs> the victims even more than they needed to be. And then I think he just went like too hard on the actual psychopath. I think he just killed that guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of up in the air. I mean, you see blood all over him, but I don't know if that was just because he wanted to give him a fright if that's actually he I mean, I think he killed him. I mean, he's on the floor Blood all over his face in that panel. We don't see him again. It's probably fear stink. Fear stink. I like that. <laughs> Patent pending. Fear stink. Well, I mean, he said that to like that first Martian that he's beating in the first issue. Uh, that's just stuck with me. He's like, I'll spread your fear gas everywhere or something. I don't remember. And you're immediately but... like, fear stink. <laughs> that's how we roll. I thought it was funny. I also think that like he had the impression, like however briefly he met John Jones, he had a, like, an impression of like the kind of person that he was, that he was admired and he was loved and feared by some but mostly just respected, and he just knew that he was a great person and that his legacy did not deserve to end how it ended. And uh, honestly, after this read, it's probably in my top three, if not my number one Marvel <laughs> movie. Wait, we're DC Comics. Switching it up. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, I'd say top three, if not my number one, <laughs> like Martian Manhunter issues that's out so far. Even though John Jones got shot in his fake heart that he didn't need, apparently he still needs more protein so he can properly heal. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. He needs, needs food. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was funny. I was like, okay, man, you're on the almost on the level of Superman, but apparently a bullet can actually do some like decent damage to him. Well, he's also set on fire. Well, no. Oh, yeah, he yeah, did he's burn completely a bit. set up. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. He's been through a lot so far. He's, he's ta he takes some damage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it's funny dealing with these superpowers, because uh, I was looking up a little bit on, da on da Amadeus Cho, uh, just how often people, and it's in most in animes too, and characters that have these superpowers is that they need so much food. Um, <laughs> like it's always a key thing like they're always like oh i need this much food well at least he specifically just needed protein, protein. so she just gives him like some raw some eggs, eggs. he's just <laughs> just shoving them down and during this diane's like why should i trust you i still can't get over that i should just leave walk away he's like are you my partner or not i need to know mm -hmm. but um he starts like i think her fear was like influencing his like psychic abilities and i think he's like showing her some stuff that he didn't even really intend to i think Yep, her thoughts were very. I know she said something about. Uh, he said something about her thoughts being so strong. That's why she was a, he was able to read them. He's like, I know you're thinking about telling, but like, who would believe you? People would think that you're crazy. They'd probably put you in a ward. How can you trust me? How do you know that I didn't kill Jones? How do you know I'm not going to kill you? Yeah, which I thought was like kind of like, like intimidating of him to say that. It's like, and in the panel is really cool too because they have oh, that yeah. whole psychedelic like the, the vibrations colors. coming mm -hmm. off of Diane, like she's having this existential crisis, and then him has his face where it kind of looks like his Martian form while also being mm -hmm. John Jones. Man, that was really cool. Yeah, going back to like when he decided to stay as Jones, I like that. Like he phases out for a moment, so you see him like as a Martian, and then one panel laser, and I'll stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stick with it. He hasn't given a reason. To have no trust from her, other than obviously he's a Martian. Lying and he for lied. All these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, he, she, he was by her side the entire time. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I'd be uncomfortable I mean, too. But like, know, when, when a, did the change happen? When did the change? Exactly, because <laughs> yeah. it didn't really skip a beat. She never acknowledged that he acted weird. He acted different. So, 
Yeah, good acting on his part. Yep. Uh, I assume that he gets the memories. He said that, right? He I'm had, not sure. I know he has some sort of connection emotionally, but I don't know if it's actually like, okay, I remember your whole life. I feel like he would because he never skipped a beat on naming people. Like, he knew their names. But also, he can read their minds so... Oh, yeah, he probably, <laughs> he probably, yeah, he probably didn't have that role yeah, at the he moment. Yeah, he has telepathy. Like, I'm not touching people's minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah it so. could be. It was an autopsy that they found out this dude was, I guess, forced to drink gas. Yeah, painful like, all the way down. He had painful. burns all around his mouth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Had cuts on him, too, so obviously his body was, like, messed up as well. And I think the gas was so diluted with water that they knew where to go to. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Xavier, we know what you do. Cut back to the very first panel. They show us the girl again, all these different dialogue bubbles. Obviously, something's kicking in. The gas is doing something now. It's actually, at some. Yeah. the machine is activated, and then... Oh, she's also, like, says her skin is crawling and stuff, so... Yep, Don't know what's going down with that. If she's like transforming into something or what. Mm-hmm. But Got then we see finally like what's been talking to her, and it looks like some sort of red Martian. It's a red something. Maybe it's a manis. And blaves the manhunters. Before we do anything, uh, let's give it to my man in the booth. Jersh, what you got for us? Omega Level Podcast is proudly sponsored by Epico's Comics, Cards, Games. Epico's is your one-stop shop for all your comic book, tabletop, and card gaming needs. Featuring collectibles, statues, artwork, highly graded comics, video games, a separate game room, and even a tabletop game rental service, Epico's has it all. Every week, Epico's is stocked with the newest comic book releases, variant covers, and the capability to order what you need. So start a poll list and never miss an issue. Epico's has two locations, Chattanooga and Hickson. So come on by and find what you're looking for. Woo! Man, that was a heck of a sponsor. That guy sounded pretty sexy, if I do say <laughs> wow. so myself. He's a good guy. He's an informative person, you know? He was at my, uh, my wedding. He's one of my groomsmen. He was at my bris. Wow, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> but now that we have finished up the series, uh, the talk of uh, issue three of Martian Manhunter, and no, now this that is it. There's no closure. There's no closure? No, this is just how it ends. But the episode's not over. Shouldn't we continue? Oh, I thought you were talking about Martian Manhunter. Oh, no, Martian's done. Yeah, like, it's, that's the, sh- just the series yeah. is over. Nothing to talk about. Left you on a cliffhanger. All right. Uh, but seriously, guys, can I have a soft moment for... Uh, <sighs> Our March to Endgame is over. Captain Marvel has been talked about. They talked about Ant-Man and Wasp before that. And we don't have anything to fill. So while we're on DC, we're going to throw in a little bit of an animated movie called Batman Ninja. Came nice out, surprise. Last year. Last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watched it dubbed, I watched it subbed. Two different movies, basically. <laughs> it's how we roll. You know, you get a feel for each one. You know, I got the English one. I uh, mainly did that because I am familiar with some of the voice actors and actresses. I mean, Tara Strong, OG Harley. I mean, come on. And I just wanted to read a movie. And I and he just wanted to read a movie. It had some things that I could have used without, for sure. Art style was brave. It was it was taking storytelling to a next level, I thought. I was like, man, this could actually be presented across many animated films, if done properly. You didn't care for the animation? Uh, at times, it, it from the beginning, from the first 10 minutes, it didn't feel like there was a lot of money involved. I don't know. It yeah, felt I, kind of like, oh, this is kind of choppy. It felt a little stiff at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, felt real stiff. Cool cool intro, like the intro story-wise, but you can see from the progression of the whole film, and that's usually how most things go, unless you're Disney. Uh, but you get to that final fight scene. I'm not going to say it yet. But that that was crisp. That was definitely their top. Who, who could it be against Joker? Oh, no, that's crazy. Batman never fights the Joker last. He fights him first, and that's what he did in this movie. Yeah, I think that you actually can tell that laugh. they saved most of the budget for like the, the mecha transformations. <laughs> and that's what I was talking about. I don't think we needed that. That was crazy cool, I guess, until they added like the uh, the magic flute that Grodd uses to summon no, I, his army of monkeys. That was so funny. 
Uh, which, by the way, monkeys, Planet of the Apes. That's how we do it. Boom! <laughs> Let's go. You know I when Steven you were, watched you it. You knew that. when you saw <laughs> I it. Knew it. I typically don't care for this style of animation where they have like 3D models, but I actually kind of dug it for most of this movie. You which kind of surprised her, but I think it's just because of the coloring like on the actual like models and stuff and the backgrounds are mostly like excellent. They had like a few sky transitions that I liked a lot. Well, and, and two, when anything's set in this feudal Japan era, the music is on point. Love that music. Love the score for this whole movie. That's probably the least detective Batman since Nolan Batman. Yeah, but they did the whole thing like, what's the man without his technology? What is yes. Batman without a bunch of money and a bunch of tech? He's like, well, I still got my body. Well, it's Shingaku <laughs> uh, Batman. That's what it is. And you also got to see Ninja Batman at the end. I thought that was cool. Did you notice they said that? It was it's Samurai Shingaku. Batman. So this is basically the origin story for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, <laughs> you could start out as a ninja, but finish a samurai, or vice versa. I want to know the implications of how history has changed. Uh, well, you showed it that credit scene. Did you watch it? Oh, they had like his little like. <laughs> well, he's in a modern town, and he's still he was in Japan still, and he had a bat symbol on his car, so he is yeah. clearly like Powered coveted in that. Yeah, <laughs> I believe he's coveted in that oh. era now. Like he is Japan's hero. I really liked Catholic missionary Batman. There we go. Boom. Like monk looking Batman. He had the bat symbol shaved on the back of his head. Look, man, more that like made. I'm sorry, I rolled my eyes <laughs> I hard. That was so funny. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's really hiding your identity. They're looking for the bat symbol, and it's boom on his head. Surely no one. Uh, oh, before I get it too ahead, I laughed so hard when he first had encounter. He the teleportation starts out from the beginning of this movie where Grodd's creating something. And Batman's going to infiltrate. He's going to stop these things. Well, he instantly teleports to another dimension, and along with everybody else that's involved, Grodd, Joker, Deathstroke, Two-Face, Poison Ivy, Two-Faced, uh, did I say Harley? I say, Joker and Harley. Joker and Harley. And in the least toxic relationship they've had in a movie, in relations. I mean, yep. it's probably still the same, but they did not, there was no violence involved. They actually seemed very caring. But when he gets there and he fights the samurais, the people wearing Joker masks, and like, we want the bat dead. Uh, he throws a smoke bomb down, and usually he'll grapple away. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but he looks up, and he's like, there is no two-story buildings here. <laughs> just runs to the left. I that was <laughs> yeah. so funny. I was like, that man, was... he's too addicted to just being like, I got to get out of here. Get out of here. And he's like, I'm just going to run. <laughs> man, that, that was awesome. I'm glad that they put something like that in there. But it was showing, like, Batman, you have to overcome these adversities. You have to think outside of the box, which is what Batman's known for. He's yeah. a very smart, intelligent yeah, but person. but he's used to thinking outside the box with a ton of gadgets. With a ton of gadgets. And Alfred in his ear, and he's like, ooh, what do you want me to do, sir? Which also was threw me off when they brought in Alfred. I, I, yeah, I thought that was pretty like They funny. just knew he was going to be, like, they knew the teleport thing. Like, there was there was a lot of plot holes I didn't care for, but that didn't really yeah, ruin the movie. I was going to say, yeah. Everyone else had the device that Grodd gave them, but I don't think Alfred had that. It also the entire Batcave. He had the Batmobile too. Well, it wasn't the entire Batcave, but they had the Batmobile. But that tells me that Selina was planning this all along because she's the one that brought him. Like she mentioned something like that. Like none of that made sense to me. Yeah, it was I was like, awful. oh, that's kind of just thrown in there. Like I'm just supposed to just be like, oh, okay, time travel. Yeah, just roll with it. That's why I don't like time travel most of the time because I don't feel like the people that are writing the story actually know how it works. Well, first off, no one knows how time travel works. But <laughs> I mean. We can't time travel, so I just safe to assume that no okay. one has perfected Wait, time travel. There's three methods. <laughs> there's the Back to the Future method. Boom. There's the Time Cop method. Boom. Which is just plain silly. Silly. And that's it. That's all I got. <sighs> Viewers, I apologize for the my co-host here saying... Um, I think one person gets that reference. <laughs> and that's what it's for. Not you, Jeff. That's for you, Matt. Not for you, Jeff. 
the art style did pick up for me, uh, and they had one segment after they killed the or beat the Joker. There was an explosion. Joker sacrificed himself. I thought Bat was gonna die. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, they're really gonna kill that. But whatever. Yeah. He was asleep for two days. Alfred showed up, and he didn't even blink an eye. He was just like, oh, hey, Alfred, what's going on? Drinks his tea, and he's like, wait, wait Alfred? black tea? Yeah, <laughs> black tea. Alfred? Uh, but he explodes, so they think Joker's dead. Boom. That's all she wrote, right? Joker thought he was dead. Yeah, even Joker thought he was dead. Well, they get to, I guess, it does another jump forward kind of thing and completely changes the art style. Yes. Like, kind of looked poorly drawn, but at the same time, really well drawn. I don't know how to describe that art style. I'm not familiar with. It looked like that one music video for Take On Me. Yeah, with, with color. But with color. Yeah. I was about to say... I <laughs> That's was, the best I could describe that. <laughs> yeah, I could say that. They went to go check on him, and that was actually Red Hood that went first. Yeah, when that transition happens, when I was literally just asking, I was like, where has Red Hood been at this entire movie? Because it's like right when Batman's like, I've got my body, and I've got the Bat Clan, and I've got you guys. And it just shows like Robin, Red Robin, and Nightwing. And I was like, they've mentioned Red Hood like five times in this movie. Where is he? Yeah, and... Since we're reading Justice League Odyssey, and they keep talking about the old gods and new gods, and like this kind of had an old god feel. I mean, they have a bat god, basically. They didn't say god, but he was the hero that would come the in bat a prophecy. Lord. Yeah, the bat lore. There's a bat clan dedicated to Batman. He's just like he kind of he held back a smile. He was like, <laughs> if I'm not if I'm being honest, it looked like he was trying to hold back a smile. He just goes, huh. <laughs> Batman does that a lot. I mean, he just got basically called a god in this movie. He's like, you're the guy that's supposed to save us. He's like, I can't let down my people. They think I'm a lord. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm a lord. Lord Batman. Switch over to finally see what Red Hood's been doing. He's got like a nice little like wheat basket, which looks pretty cool. It's like, it's got like a three foot helmet on. <laughs> and honestly, I'm mad at myself for not catching who that was immediately. I was like, who is this little punk beating up this guy? I mean, I know it's the Joker, but like he's acting pretty nice. Joker and Harley don't seem crazy. They seem like you can't farmers. trust them. Come on, dude. You can't. And you know, and Have Batman you nothing. Even, yeah, and Batman gets there because they're he's beating the Red Hood's beating the mess out of Joker and Harley. I thought he Harley. actually killed him. It seemed like it. They were little, like beating. handmade flintlock. Mm-hmm. I really thought he put it into him, and I was like, "Oh wow, that just happened." Yep, Red Hood's the one to do it. Batman would never. Well, of course, Batman shows up just in time. Yep, and he's like, "No, I've seen this before. They seem different. They don't have the crazy in their eyes." He's like, "Yeah, you can always see the murderous intent in psychopaths. You can always tell that they're hiding it." But uh, I saw no intent here. And well, they that's leave. because there was none. Apparently, a bat or Joker somehow had like uh, he had his own contingency plan. <laughs> He did lose his memories, but he planted like this little thing to where, like, as soon as it sprouted, it would somehow bring back all the memories. I'm not sure how he planned that out. He pulled like a light move right there, and they both, as soon as the plant goes, they walk away. The smile comes back. Yeah, they both as he's just wiping, hysterically like, from his nose. Yeah, that I thought that was pretty Hyster- cool. I was like, God, outsmarted Batman. What are you, Bat? What are you? Uh, a poor detective in feudal Japan. But then obviously this kicks up, and then you find Batman trying to uh, regroups with everybody, Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and uh, honestly, MVP is Monkey Chi. Oh my gosh. That had a very touching moment at the end with Robin. Yes. When he said goodbye. I thought that was so cute. It's this little monkey that Robin apparently can talk to, and, he, <laughs> and it can talk to Robin. Uh, they're like, I don't know what it is. They made a little uh, quip about it, but I don't remember the exact wording. Nightwing no, said something remember. about it. Uh, but he got a note. And it was told to have Batman meet him, I think, at a mountain, some sort it's of like mountain. like some sort of hot springs, probably up in like the hills or yep. mountains. And he goes there, and obviously Grodd, you see Grodd in the springs. Along with, like, just surrounded by a harem of monkeys. <laughs> monkeys everywhere. And he's talking out loud like he knows that, obviously, Batman's there. Three scenes like that. Batman did it, Joker did it, and Grodd did it. Where they're talking, and then they know... 
like it seems like they're talking crazy, but then you, they show the person behind him, so you're like, oh, okay, you're not losing your mind. He, yeah, that's when like he first sees Joker in Japan. Mm-hmm. Is Harley somehow with like an excellent Joker disguise? Love her outfit <laughs> in this. Still oh, yeah. traditional, but man, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. So anime. Mm-hmm. Dude, it really was. She's all like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a typical like hammer looked awesome girl. Uh, Want to touch on that is uh, the only thing I didn't like about I never liked the Joker Harley. Quinn relationship. It's just toxic, terrible. He was definitely going to let her die if Batman wasn't typical Batman. The whole hand thing, like, Harley wouldn't have been able to move if that hand would have crushed down. Remember? He, like, finally got up to the Joker, and he's like, oh, are you going to save that innocent girl, or are you going to get me? You're so predictable, Batman. I loved that altercation at the beginning, because, like, when it just turns into, like, a mecha, like, castle, Mm -hmm. Batman uses the Batmobile. It gets grabbed. It gets crushed. Ejects out. He's like a bat glider slash jet. That gets destroyed, and he has a bat bike come out of that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the jet gets picked up, and then he's like, boom, bat bike. I was waiting for the bat unicycle. <laughs> no, I forgot. No, he did he something bat, else. He, the he had his bat suit. The motorcycle turned into, like, yeah, a, a, essentially like a, a bat Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. Because he holds up, like, a, the hand when he saves those people. And After then, he throws Bane. And then that ejects him out. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. sumo Bane. Sumo, sumo Bane. Bane was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the whole 10 seconds he, he was in this. Jumps out with a bat bike, propels forward with, like, a jet engine. Yeah, sumo Bane's able to catch that. That's how strong he is. But, yeah, he disappeared immediately afterwards. What a disappointment. Yeah, thrown against the wall, and that's that's Bane. Okay. I was so pumped up for that. I was like, yeah, sumo Bane. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, all their designs for everyone's cool. Especially because you got like these warring regions being controlled by Two Face. Yeah, they actually stroke, made Two Face look cool. Ivy. I mean, that's hard to do, honestly. Dude, I'm, he's just a normal dude with a messed up face. A normal There's, dude. Well, you know what I mean. Just his visuals. He's nothing appealing about him. Like he's like, okay, Penguin looks cooler than he does, and he's a freaking penguin. Yeah, I forgot Penguin's there too with a bunch of his birds. Voiced by SpongeBob. Whoever did the voice for Joker in the Japanese. Did uh, oh yeah, I thought he did excellent. He did. Uh, Tony Hale did a good job. Uh, you might know him from Buster from Arrested Development. He's also in a bunch of things. I think Veep as well. I was really hoping you were going to say Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. Let me tell you, buddy. As the story progresses, you get the Shogun's back. It seems like Grodd is on Batman's side now. Well, they dethrone Joker. Grodd, of course, betrays them. I don't know how you can trust that dude. I also did like the fact that like he saved Robin, but only because of Minkichi. It's, I was confused for a moment because yeah, like Joker comes back, launches that like that boulder at him, and he just like blocks it off. Because I was like, he's saving Robin. Oh wait, no, he's just saving the monkey. Yep, <laughs> and that's when he hands him the flute of destiny, which is where this movie took a turn for the worse, in my opinion. Yeah, just that segment. It was an epic segment, but it just didn't fit at all. Like they did a whole Power Rangers Megazord formation. I did think it was like, funny that every single supervillain, even though they were fighting each other, had the exact same plan. They're like, I'm going to have a fortress, but guess what? I'm going to have it turn into a mech. <laughs> and then it has the ability to be controlled as one. But you got to think yeah, Grodd. By, by Grodd. Yeah, I think Grodd was pulling the strings that whole time. Yeah, I was like, what? The they all built these independently, but they all joined together? Mm. I forgot. I think it was Deathstroke just looked straight up like almost like Voltron for a moment. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then the first Jokers actually had his face on it, and they somehow had a cannon yeah, that I shot that, it with a Joker. Like, there's just so many inconsistencies. That old school Joker face, I think that was like from like an old like Golden Age comic where he had like a Joker balloon. Shocker, shocker. Joker survived. Then it leads us to one of the really, really awesome showdown uh, samurai battle between the Bat and Joker. But before that, when we were getting to the turning point, it was uh, that super mech with all the other castles that joined together versus uh, a bunch of monkeys that joined together into a super monkey 
And then I think at some point that got surrounded by an outer layer of like a bunch of bats that formed a gigantic Batman. <laughs> I thought they were actually possibly going to let the villain win. Man, oh. he got hit. It looked, he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> falls back, does the whole like, I was like, oh my God, they're actually like, this will be crazy if they actually let the Joker win. <laughs> he did not. He failed. <laughs> the bat was thinking ahead, and he's like, don't always believe what you see. And apparently now bat can teleport through the bats? Oh, dude. Learn totally that through the bat cave. He also pulled some, like, Naruto jutsu. Bat jutsu. Yeah, I think that's what he was doing that's when, when he was doing Ninja the whole Batman. bat thing, when he was disappearing, yeah, teleporting. That was He was using bat jutsu. Bat jutsu. Replacement jutsu. Honestly, there are some pretty weird and crazy things about this. They never properly explained that either, did they? They don't need to. He's the bat clan. Bat clan! Batman has uh, an actual superpower. I guess when all those bats turn into Batman, he can turn into bats. Yep, and it, get, <laughs> and it left us with the cliche, typical ending of, uh, you won't kill me, Bat. You don't have it in you. He drops him. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, we know what's going to happen now. this time, isn't he? <laughs> I guess I'll save you. I hate it. I know it's coming. They still did it. They pooped in my heart. It was a fun watch. Besides those last, like, 20 minutes, completely just going off the rails. Well, yeah, the mech thing was a little much. You might enjoy it. It might be awesome. I mean, the animation for it was crisp. It was just so... All the monkeys joined together as one and became the greatest Caesar of all time. And I think the only people that were dying in this movie were the monkeys when they were getting torched. Because you see a bunch of them falling off, and I was like, I hope their little, like, wooden planks on their back is taking this damage. But seriously... <laughs> Check it out. I mean, it's animation was crisp. The the way the storytelling itself was very good. It was strong. I thought it was a very clever way of approaching things like that. It just some points fell really flat with its inconsistencies in its plot, but voice acted really well. Action was really cool, especially the final fight. Wow, really done well. Uh, any last thoughts, sir? Um, yeah, if you like monkeys, this has one of the cutest baby monkeys ever. Monkey G! Yeah, monkey G! Robin's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I gotta say goodbye. Monkey G seems super sad until he just sees girl monkey on the other side and just quickly gets over him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate everything. Totally messed it up. Appreciate. <laughs> We're just gonna keep it going. One take. Let's go. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. It's probably gonna see that on the screen anyways. Probably gonna be added later, but I'm still saying it, because that's how we do. Check us out at blah, 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 and we love you guys. Bye. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore level underscore podcast, all lowercase. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. That's the letter P. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level. And we are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Make sure you hit them all up and, you know, don't be stupid. Like our stuff. Mm -hmm.